Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the legendary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be here to help you be the best version of you that you can be. I'm glad you're here, so let's get to it. What's up, y'all? Johnny King in the house. Thanks for tuning in to this next episode. And today I want to talk about why. Why? What's your motivation? And what's holding you back? And uh, if you haven't yet picked up on something, (laughs) uh, if you have listened to any other episodes besides this one, I think you'll quickly figure out that I don't speak from a script. Um... I literally, I like have a general idea of the topic, but I literally just press record and I let it fly. Um, For better, for worse, it is what it is. And that's why I hope over time people will give me feedback saying, hey, I love this style or like, dude, (laughs) put a little more effort into it. So however, (laughs) however it goes for now, this is the way that I do it. And why do I do it that way? It's because I oftentimes get susceptible to overwhelm. And if I make something out to be too challenging, too um, overwhelming, too many things to do, I'm like, "Uh, I'll do it tomorrow or I just won't do it, right? And so I am a big uh, fan of, of the quote that the enemy of execution is complexity. And if it gets too complex, I won't do it. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. However, why I want to talk about the why is because if you have enough reasons for why you want to do something, how you'll end up doing it tends, tends to, uh, to figure itself out. And, and so the, the interesting thing I, I, I've noticed, and I wrote this down just as a little like reminder to myself as, as to something I wanted to speak to a little while back is like, I remember watching on Netflix the Hernandez, um, you know, Netflix show. And it was very interesting because it was a lot about mental health and, you know, <laughs> just his uh, his challenges through life and the murders he, you know, he did and, and why he did what he did. And it just was interesting to, to see, you know, that whole kind of storyline. And <clears throat> any type of murder... Uh, trial, right? Let's talk about OJ Simpson or the Hernandez, like anything. There's so many big time murder trials that happen throughout our lifetimes, right? Well, you go into any type of trial and the big question oftentimes is like, what, what was the motive? What was their why? And the interesting thing is, is with <clears throat> all the people that I have worked with over the last decade or so, so many times when people have had success, let's say losing weight or making money or being in an amazing relationship, people are often asking, how'd you do that? How'd you get there? And they don't ask why. And I feel that that's very interesting because my mom, my mom got ill, you know, she passed away. My dad then subsequently lost 120 pounds. And that initial question for me 
wasn't probably, and it was actually birthed out of pain and anger. Let let me be honest. Like I was really angry at my dad. He's like, I was thinking to myself, why did he wait until after my mom passed away to then lose weight? Because she was always asking him, Hey, Herbie, (laughs) his name's Herb. Herbie, will you come downstairs and work out with me? And, uh, you know, she was always wanting to do it together. Right. And yet it never happened. They were both overweight. And I'm sure if she had been healthier, if she had taken better care of herself and eaten better, she may still be around today. Who knows, right? However, my thought goes to why did he wait? And then like, what, but what happened? Because he's the same man. He always had the potential to lose weight. And yet after my mom's gone, now he loses 120 pounds, you know? And so our ongoing family joke was like, we lost our mom and then we lost half of our dad. And so gratefully, He's had such a such a better last, you know, 14 years of his life, so much healthier and more active than he did probably the the 14 years prior to that. But I started asking the question. And when I when I sat down with him, he said, "Honestly, Johnny, like I guess I just didn't see that anyone would love me beyond your mother at 320 pounds." And I was like, "Oh, very interesting." It became more painful for him to say where he was than to actually move forward, where when he was with my mom, it was more painful to actually move forward and lose weight than it was just to stay comfortable with where he was. And so there's that tipping point, something switched, right? And so when I was starting to work with with people with weight loss, and I started opening gyms in St. Louis, and I actually started reaching out to um, a, a large amount of the biggest loser contestants. And I was able to get on the phone with several of them and record the conversations and I was asking questions like, okay, after, like, I understand the motivation, but what differentiates you? And I was talking to those that had that taken the weight off and kept it off for years and years and years. Like, what differentiates you between, <laughs> I'm getting redundant here, between you and the contestants that have put the weight back on and then some after the show? And he's like, honestly, it was pretty clear. I remember Jim Germanakos, his, his twin brother won. He was the follow-up. They were twin police officers. And Jim said, you know what, Johnny? Honestly, it's like you can see the difference even during the show. A lot of people were there just for the accolades, for the attention, um, motivated by the money, uh, by the celebrity ship. And after the, the lights and the cameras all turned off and moved on to another episode and other contestants, they lost their drive. And their drive was being driven from the outside in um, versus he's like with us, with me and my brother, we were driven by the inside out, you know. And so he said we had the opportunities. It was never really caught on film because it wasn't sexy, but we often had – we had like unlimited um, availability to uh, counselors and therapists and and things like that to help us with the mental side of – losing so much weight in such a short amount of time as they did during the taping of the show. And he's like, not everyone took advantage of it. And the people that really did and did the work, they're the ones that are being more, uh, you know, more highly successful in keeping the weight off. And I thought that was really, really interesting. And other, um, Adam Hurtado, uh, uh, several other contestants that I interviewed said the same thing. And so I really started looking at it like, okay, why is it that when it comes to coming back around to what I said before, it comes around to like a murder trial, all the focus is on motive. What's your motivation? What's their motivation? What was the intent? You know, was it um, pre 
what am I thinking of? Pre-meditated? Yeah. Um, or was it just like flying off the cuff and they just reacted, right? That makes a big difference. And so yet when we look at weight loss, making money, having, you know, successful, you know, relationship, marriage, whatever the case might be, oftentimes we're always looking at the how. And we kind of leapfrog over that question of intent. And then we wonder why we struggle and why people have a hard time staying motivated because they don't put any time into it. And so if there's anything that I could (laughs) challenge you on is to look at anything that you're in resistance to in your life. If you actually took a piece of paper and you just wrote down everything that you wished in your life were different. I wish I wasn't in debt. I wish I wasn't single. I wish I wasn't stuck in this relationship. I wish I wasn't 40 pounds overweight. Whatever the case might be, write all those things down and then focus some time on figuring out why it's important for you to make those things right. Why is it important for you to live abundantly, right? When you start to get clearer about your reasons why, and I will tell you with the vast majority of people that I've worked with when it comes to health and weight loss and all those things um, up until the last couple of years when I've shifted out of that area and worked more on just general life coaching with people. So many times though, when I ask them, what, what, you know, why do you want this? What's your motivation? And the motivations are always like Sunday school to answers. It's like, well, I'd like to lose some weight. I'd like to lose better, you know, lose weight. I'd like to look better. I'd like to, you know, fit my clothes better. I know I'd probably feel a little bit better about myself, but the answers are not really deep, nor do they get me excited, nor do they get them excited, you know? So a big part of why I maintain a very high level of fitness and health in my life is because I was raised by two parents that showed me exactly what not to do. And I often tell my clients, like, your life will either be an example of what's possible or a warning to others of what not to do. And that, in at least in those areas of, of physical health and nutrition, without a doubt, my parents were a great example of what not to do. And so I was like, okay, well, that's easy. If that's not, that's not what I want to do, then I'm not going to eat the Oreos. I'm not going to eat the Pop-Tarts, all that other stuff like I was when I was being raised. And then when I finally started to hit 18, and then especially in college, I started making some very conscientious choices. And I remember specifically the day after my last soccer game of my collegiate season and my collegiate career, I was getting soda. And I remember looking at this and like, you know what? I'm never, I'm not gonna be able to get away with drinking this much uh, sugar. (laughs) I already knew how much sugar was in it, but I knew I was getting away with it because I was running so much in all my sports that I was playing in college. And I poured that soda out and I've probably had, I don't know, maybe less than five sodas since. Um, A, it's way too sweet now. B, when you know how much sugar is in there, it's ridiculous. Um, And it affects my health pretty badly now, especially the older I get. So side tangent, sorry. So you can see clearly I don't have a script here. All that is to say when you get clear on your why – and then you start backing up that why with some evidence as to, <laughs> to, to create some leverage, like I said, with, with like say sugar and eating healthy. And I don't like, I'm very, very clear about why I 
will never live my life, nor will I give my future wife and kids that type of experience that I had with parents that always sat on the sideline because they were too overweight to actually participate in life. I'll never do that. Those reasons are very important to me. And I could go a lot deeper and tell you a lot more details, but I want to bore you. But when you talk to most people who struggle with their weight loss, it's like, yeah, I just want, I, I should lose weight or I should probably be healthier or, you know, I, I don't want to be diabetic or, you know, like they're just traditional answers versus something that really I know means something a lot to them. So check in with your why. And if you're, if you're struggling, if you're feeling like you have shortcomings in anywhere in your life, I will guarantee you it's because you don't have a strong enough why. And I'm not saying that I've got all my whys figured out. Don't get me wrong. But I do know, at least intellectually, that's where I need to start. And I've been working at it. It takes time. It's not easy. It's not like you just sit down and you very easily figure out what your why is. You have to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper until something really moves you. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed the, the, the episode and got some nuggets out of it. Looking forward to catching up with you on the next episode and hope you have an amazing day. Cheers. And that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, I'd be honored if you'd share it on your favorite social platform. It also really helps to get the word out if you subscribe and leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Something you think we could be doing better? I love constructive feedback as it's always welcome. And please feel free to email me at podcast at johnnyking.com with any questions or concerns. I'm also available on Instagram at johnnyking or on facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been awesome. And we'll catch up with you next time. Peace.